Good day, family. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Armor. I'm your co-host, Big Brother Boone, and I'm joined by my co-hosting partner. What's up, Joe? What's going on, Brother Boone? How are you feeling today, brother? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. You know, I always say, if I was doing any better, I'd be in heaven. <laughs> well, all right. Speaking of how we're feeling, we have back with us for a third time, Dr. Andrea Sullivan. Dr. Sullivan, it is so great to have you back to talk about health and healing. Please share again with our audience your background and area of expertise. Well, it's good to be back. I always love talking about health and healing. Uh, I'm a naturopathic and homeopathic physician. And natro means nature. Pathos means suffering. So we're healing the suffering with something from nature. Homeo means same, and pathos means suffering. So we're healing the suffering with something that's the same, which I'll talk a little bit about later on. But it's all natural, whether it's plants or foods or minerals or vitamins. Vitamins are actually not natural. They are man-made because they're a supplement that's man-made. But I went to school at Bastyr University, which is in Seattle. And um, that was a four-year program beyond graduate school. And I also have a PhD in sociology and criminology from the University of Pennsylvania, which I got before my medical degree, my naturopathic medical degree. I realized that uh, that system wasn't really working for me and there was nothing I could do to create it, to make it better. And I wanted to do something that could make people better. So that system was already designed to do what it does right now, go from high school to prison. And I just, it wasn't life-giving, so I didn't want to wow. do that. Yes. And so I went to a naturopathic physician when I was a uh, special assistant in a presidential administration. And he said to me, you should be a naturopath. And I said, excuse me, sir, just give me some of those bat feathers or whatever you boil up in the back room and I'm going back to DC. <laughs> because at that time, nobody even heard of naturopathy. And I didn't have any particular disease. I just went because I just didn't feel well. I was tired all the time, had a face full of acne, and I was 30 pounds overweight. And I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> so I feel and look better, much better than I did then. So I started doing what he said to do. <clears throat> and sure enough, I felt better within six months. And then I found myself going to Howard University where I had taught in order to take prerequisites for medical school. So that's what I did. And I've been practicing since uh, for 36 years in DC. And it is life-giving and it's giving me life. It's giving so many of my patients life and I love what I do now. So this is a calling. It was truly a calling because all of the things I went through to get the degree were traumatic. I mean, the racism, the sexism, all of it. Um, but, I would do it all again because I love what I do. So excellent, excellent. You know, it, I was as I was listening to you say that I, I'm just so impressed with uh, how you have dedicated your life to helping others be better, and that is so powerful in itself because there's so much, so much negativity out here, um, just in general, and uh, people are not trying to help each other. And here you are, have given the majority of your life to helping others. And uh, I just want to say thank you because you've helped me through our, our connection. So I thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you. 
Yes, ma'am. So it's a calling. You can't, you know, you can't deny a calling. You just can't do that. Spirit says, this is what you're going to do. And you go, what? I'm not doing that. Right. (laughs) But you got to do it. So that's what you do. You you obey. You're obedient. The spirit is going to still win. So you might as well you might as well do what you're supposed you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So the center of natural healing, which is which is your business, is focused on helping others find a remedy, not the cause. If I'm if I'm well, it's it's both because as a naturopath, I'm looking for the cause. Mm-hmm. I'm not just treating a disease, I'm treating a person. Okay. And and a person comes with a lot of stuff. So we have to look at the stress that created and triggered the disease. You know, people say all the time, well, my parents had hypertension, so I'm going to have hypertension. Not necessarily. Your parents may have had hypertension for whatever reasons that they had hypertension, but what is the stress that triggered your body? to move into that position. And that's what we're looking for. So we are looking for the cause and we're also looking for the treatment, for the cure. So it's preventive as well as treatment oriented, not just treatment oriented. And that means that we have to listen. And one of the things I I feel, I hear this from my patients all the time, is that doctors don't listen. They're just there. They just say, okay, you have this here, take this prescription. Or you have this, take this prescription. Or you see it on TV, ask your doctor. Okay, take the prescription. But naturopaths are trained to listen to what the patient has to say, because that's the only way we're going to know who they are. And if we're truly treating a person and not a diagnosis or not a number, then we have to listen. What was that stress? How did that stress affect you? What was created as a result of that stress? So those are the things that we're looking for, in addition to their sleep patterns, their food cravings, their relationships, all of that makes up a person. It's not just your diabetes. So we have to understand that. Yes, that that makes so much sense, because I was going to ask why it's so important, but you just explained it in that in, in that short definition of why we need to find both uh, cause and remedy. And I can honestly say, uh, speaking from experience, that finding cause can be uncomfortable, especially mm-hmm. uh, you know in those discussions that you, mm-hmm. that we've had and the, the question and answers. But once you get past that, it helps you to understand some of the some of the reasons why you may be going through what you're going through and how you can uh, effectively make a change to make a difference. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone that's listening that has never uh, been through that type of uh, uh, diagnosis, it will be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it will be a good outcome if mm-hmm. you go through it. So, right. Yeah, I've had many, many people to say this is hard, but that's because nobody's ever asked you when you say you get headaches. Well, tell me about the headache. Well, I have pain on my right side. Well, what kind of pain is it? Well, I, ha- I don't know what kind of pain it is. It's pain. Well, and when do you get it? Well, I get I just get a headache. So you're not used to answering those questions. Does it come in the morning? Does it come after food? Does it come in an argument? What, when, what happens? Because yeah. you don't get a headache from a lack of aspirin in your system. You get a headache from other situations like stress, like not moving your bowels, like fatigue, like dehydration. It's not just because you don't have a Tylenol that you get headaches. 
That's just one example. So yes, we have to uncover what is it that is creating the stress that then leads to this headache. Amen. Thank you. So um, can you explain a little more uh, in depth of how the body actually heals itself and uh, what we can do to enhance or expedite that healing process? Oh, that's a great question. So we all have an immune system. In naturopathic medicine and homeopathic medicine, we call it a vital force. And that vital force, its only job is to protect you. That's its only job, to keep out bacteria and virus and other things that may make it not function properly. That's its job. So when, for example, a bacteria or virus come into your system, the vital force, the immune system, will cough and sneeze and blow its nose. You have a runny nose. You may have headache. You may have all those things. And we take an antibiotic, which is anti-life, as opposed to taking something that supports the immune system. Now, sometimes that's not going to work. I understand that. But very often, we use a hammer to kill a fly, as opposed to just getting rest, drinking water, taking some vitamin C, eating well, what a concept. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sleeping at a reasonable time, another yeah. great concept. But you have to take care of the vital force. You have to take care of the immune system. The body is a miraculous machine, but it's not gonna work if you don't take care of it. We treat our cars better than we treat our bodies sometimes. And I tell people all the time, you cannot bring your body here and drop it off like a car and pick it up at five o'clock. It's <laughs> not what we're doing. You have to get involved in your healthcare process. You have to get involved in your self-care process. This is a process. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So that's what health is about. But you have to be the person in charge of it, and you have to be the person in control of it. The, the medical doctor or even me, we're not in charge or control of your health. You have to be responsible for your health with our guidance. That's really the key. So that vital force is always there to protect you, always there to, to, to make yourself well. But you have to take care of it. And it, that's what the body is given. It's given this vital force, force, and the vital force is there to keep you well all the time. Never wants to be out of balance. It's always trying to be in balance. And that's the immune system. Unfortunately, our immunity has gone down over time. And I personally believe it's because of the stress of food, the stress of racism and discrimination, and just stress in general, because the stress affects the immune system that affects inflammation, and the inflammation creates the disease. Disease or disease, whichever one you want to say. So we have to be mindful of guarding against those things and helping ourselves to be involved in those things that keep our immune system well. That's our job. Excellent, excellent. So you mentioned you mentioned the stressors of that can cause some of this dis-ease. And I love how you how you de define that dis-ease. So um, for someone like myself who, who's gone through a traumatic event in their life, um, you know, me being burned over the majority of my body, and uh, even though I've bounced back in some areas, is there uh, any, I guess, 
causes or or, or uh, consequences of that type of trauma on your body and how it recovers and how you should treat it, how you should treat it going into the future after recovery? Well, I mean, you know better than any of us listening the trauma that you suffered. And I certainly know based on what you shared with me. Um, so the trauma is can be obvious, but the trauma can also be psychological. The yes. trauma can be emotional. The yes. trauma can, can affect your character, your behavior, all of that, your mood. So those are the things that a naturopath and a homeopath would want to get involved in understanding because that is treating a person. I'm not treating the burn, I'm treating the trauma. And more importantly, I'm treating the person who happened to have the trauma. So it's not just a matter of, I'm, I'm gonna make this up, putting vitamin E on the burn because that helps burns. Yes. No, it's a matter of what effect did this burn have on this person? What is this person's mood, temperament, personality, experience of having been burned? And how has that affected this person going forward? so that we can find an appropriate remedy to be able to assist the person going forward. Now, clearly things like diet, sleep, water, all those things are still important because you're a person living on the planet, but we have to find also a particular remedy that may affect the person because this trauma has been gravely, has gravely interrupted their sense of self, their sense of self-worth, all of that. So we need to understand what the triggers are that create this problem, whatever the problem might be. They may not even come in for the burn. They may come in for something else. And then we begin to understand, oh, this person was traumatized. Yes. Because everybody's got a story, most people. So yes. we have to understand the trauma. We have to understand the stress. We have to understand how that person perceived that trauma and that stress. That's what we have to do. Great, great, great. And so for those who are listening that, and that's a, that's an important part of, of the healing process. So if you're going through some type of trauma, it might not be physical, it may be mental, it may be emotional. Um, it could have stemmed from a, uh, an event when you were a child, or it could have stemmed from an event that you witnessed and you never really, um, uh, you, you internalized it, but you never really dealt with it. So it's important to think about what those traumas can, the different types of traumas that can happen to you and mm -hmm. then being able to address them because they do affect our health. Right. They do affect the, and, and, and stress. The, the trauma affects your mind and your emotions, but then that trauma and those thoughts find their way in the body, in the physical body. And that's where we begin to get the diabetes and the hypertension and all these things. But you're not separate from your mind and your emotions. Your body is, my, my first book, A Path to Healing, A Guide to Wellness for Body, Mind, and Soul. All of that is included in a person who's sitting in front of me. And I have to consider all of that before I discern what it is that I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. well, excellent. So the botanicals, uh, they, they, come, they basically come from the plants, right? right? Um, and there's other substances that can come from plants as well. Um, you know, so if you can explain that uh, as a treatment, how do you use that as a treatment? Well, um, I'm glad you asked that too. So in naturopathic medicine, 
we, well, now we do, I shouldn't say that. We didn't used to have specialties in organ systems. Mm-hmm. We, because we're treating a person, we have specialties in treatment modalities. So for example, my specialty is homeopathic medicine, nutrition, and botanical medicine, which is a big name for herbal medicine. Somebody else may have a, um, a major or a, a um, you know, specialty in acupuncture or something else. But mine is in botanical medicine as well. So in botanicals, as you probably know, that's our history. Mm-hmm. African slaves brought many botanicals here. They brought the seed in their hair. They brought the seed in whatever piece of patchwork they had on. They would plant the seed outside their little cabin or the little spot that they called home. And those seeds would flourish and grow. We have a huge history of African slaves coming from Mauritania, which was a part of Africa. They brought those seeds and those customs with them. So along with the, of course, Native Americans, we established the botanical medicine here in this country, which unfortunately, like everything else, we never get any credit for. And Mm -hmm. I never learned about it until well after I graduated from naturopathic school and wrote about that in my first book. So we have a history that's, you know, they always are trying to cover. And and that's a problem because if you don't know where you've come from, you're not going to know where you're going or who you are. But nonetheless, we have treatment modalities that are botanical medicine. For example, valerian is a plant, right? Valium is a drug that's used to treat anxiety and sleep problems. But the drug comes from the plant valerian. Now, you can't charge but so much for a plant because all you can charge is for the the process of of, um, processing it, growing Mm -hmm. it, processing it, and getting it in a bottle, making it a tincture. But when you add chemicals to it, then you can charge more for it, right? Um, There's several other botanicals that are used as a base for the drugs that are used now. So we have the drug digitalis and we have the herb digitalis. So we know that many of the things that are used in allopathic medicine are certainly used in naturopathic medicine in its raw form. And we have either tinctures, which is a uh, which means that your the plant is dissolved and the medicinal substance is drawn out of the plant with a particular kind of alcohol because it's sitting literally for weeks sometimes months somewhere in the dark so that that process can happen and then that becomes a tincture they're extracts they're capsules i'm sure you know you've been in the health food store you see capsules of glycerizer licorice root so all of those things are available and they can be used for many, many things. Um, one of the ones that comes to my mind right now is something called whorehound. Whorehound was a favorite during slavery and it was used for bronchitis. I use it to this day, mixed with other things, not mm. just by itself. Uh, another popular one I'm sure you know is echinacea. Echinacea is also a very popular one for the immune system. Again, it needs to be mixed with other things, but it's very effective for colds and flus that are viral mostly. So we have a full, a full array of uh, medicinals that are plants that we can use to create wellness. Yeah. Wow. See you on the other side.
Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. All right, we are back. We heard a mountain of truth from the fountain of youth. All right. <laughs> I like that. Well said. Well said. Wow. She 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 blew us away. Mm-hmm. As usual. As usual. Yep, yep. Now we're going to be blessed by letting her talk about her latest book. Right? I yes. think it's I think it's a good good time to talk about your latest book. Well, all right. So my latest book is called The Sacrifices of Superwomen, Natural Remedies to Restore Balance. And already you know what the title is about. You Mm -hmm. know what the book is about. Um, One of the things that I became acutely aware of, actually eight to 10 years ago, um, was that African-American women especially have been the backbone of this country for centuries. We... um, We take care of everybody but ourselves, everybody but ourselves. Mm. There's a sadness to that that comes for me. But with that sadness, I chose to do something about it and write about it. The reason why it took me eight to 10 years is because I, too, was being a superwoman, taking care of my mom, having a thriving practice, doing all the things that I do. And then I got several refusals from publishers no, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. We don't have an audience for it, et cetera. And finally, at the beginning of this year, because I'm so persistent and consistent, I found a publisher and a new agent and a publisher who is publishing my book. It'll be out October the 30th. Mm. And I'm very, 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 did I say very grateful? Because yes. it's been it's been a long time coming and I believe it's necessary. When I look at the statistics of, for example, of African-American women over 20 have hypertension. 50% of African-American women over 20 have hypertension. And that's because 55% of us are either overweight or obese. And then we don't even want to talk about the numbers for diabetes. But at age 20, you have hypertension? Where are you going with that? Where Mm. could you possibly go with that? It's a slippery slope that you do not want to hang on to. Mm. So this was part of my motivation. And then I look at the statistics for cancer. We don't get cancer more than white women, but we die more from it Mm -hmm. because we don't go and take care of it. We don't go back to get the mammogram. We don't go to the gynecologist for cervical cancer. We don't go for the H for the human papillomavirus, which can turn into cancer. So these are things that have to stop. We have to recognize that we have to take better care of ourselves before we can take care of someone else. And as I say in my book, I get it. Our hearts are big. We love 
hard, but we have to love ourselves more in order to bring this back into balance. So I see so many other statistics that the book is full of, but Mm -hmm. the point I'm making is that unless we stop this cycle of self-loathing or whatever's happening in our community, we're going to be in serious trouble. We don't take the time to get health care. We say we don't like the doctors. Okay, well, find a doctor that you do like. We say we don't like taking vitamins. Okay, but there's supplements because your diet is awful. <laughs> I mean, that's really the bottom line. You cannot live off of the, quote, food that you're calling food because it's not food. Yeah. Even the ones that say natural flavors, they're not natural flavors. The natural flavors, yes, but they're additives in the natural flavors. Mm -hmm. So read the labels. I've been saying that for 35 years. Read the labels. Make sure that you're not ingesting chemicals. Sometimes the processed foods, the packaging you should eat, not the food, because Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. There's nothing, there's no nutritional value to what it is that you're eating. So that's stress. So I talk about the stress of food in my book. I talk about the stress of racism and discrimination. And when you combine those things, you have a deadly combination. It's like always, the tiger is always in the tree watching you about Mm -hmm. to pounce. Mm -hmm. That's the stress that we walk around with daily. Mm -hmm. And then we have work, boss, money, kids, husband, if we have one. I mean, just so many things. And we try to exercise, we got to sleep, we got to drink water. It's just overwhelming. So the book, Unlike my first book, which had different disease processes in it, diabetes and cancer and hypertension, this book doesn't focus on the disease process. It focuses on what creates the disease and just the simple things done consistently that we can do about it. Drinking water. I talked about that last time. That's why all you guys have your water bottles out this time. <laughs> yes. That, you know, that's one thing. And that's a great thing. It's, and it's simple. It has to be consistent. I talked about milk, I'm sure. I have a whole section on milk. Milk is for baby cows. Why don't we drink gorilla milk? Why cow's milk? Mm. You never want to see a gorilla go to a snake. It's not going to happen. We're mm. the only animal that drinks from another drinks milk from another animal. Even cows, once their four stomachs are formed, don't go back to their mothers to drink milk. They eat plants. So how is it that we suddenly decided to have cow's milk? Mm. No. This, the dairy farmer snowed us. You know, the women in Sweden, for example, they drink so much milk and they have the highest amounts of osteoporosis. Because wow. one of the arguments is you got to drink milk for your calcium. No. Mm-hmm. You stress your bones by exercise. You eat green leafy vegetables. You stop drinking so much alcohol because that inhibits the absorption of calcium. Or you stop drinking so much coffee because that makes calcium get excreted in your urine. These are things that need to happen in order to keep calcium in your bones, not to necessarily drink cow's milk. Most of us are allergic to it, allergic to it, and the other half don't have the enzyme to digest it. That's why they make lactate. Well, no, that's like you don't have a problem with cow's milk because of a lack of lactate. It's the same thing with a headache. So, And then there's a section on foods, as in food preservatives. There's a whole list of them. And they're in most of the things that we eat. Years ago in naturopathy, we used to call it a sad diet, standard American diet. It's still the same. It's still a sad standard American diet. So we have to get out of that habit of eating that way. 
Now, I realize many of us can't afford to eat organic, but can you eat one organic kale a week? Can you buy one organic bushel of kale a week? Can you buy a bag of organic blueberries per week? Things that you don't peel need to be organic because they have no protection. You mm. can get away with a banana. That's fine. You can get away with a watermelon. But when you deal with things like blueberries, kale, peaches, the things that you don't normally peel, you really, quote, should have those to be organic. So those are some just some of the things that are that are in the book. And then, of course, one of my favorites, too, is sugar. Sugar is an opioid. Sugar is an, an addictive. It has the same principles, same characteristics that uh, opioids have. And this is researched consistently. So I'm not, this is not something I just decided to say. No, we have an addiction to sugar in this country. Yes. So there are, there are alternatives to that. There's monk fruit, right? That's one of them. There's stevia, there's sucanat. These are sugars that do not create problems with your insulin or with your pancreas. So we have to begin to look toward complementary or alternative ways of eating. And that's really what's going to help us because things like soda, especially the ones that are the lighter ones, the Mountain Dew, the, all of that, those have the highest amounts of sugar and caffeine. And those are the ones that are creating the diabetes. Sugar is, soda is the number one thing that creates diabetes. Wow. And we have too much of it. And there's too many complications from the diabetes, mm -hmm. things that are just traumatic, traumatic things from the diabetes. And when I think of the number of people that have the number of African-American women that have diabetes in this country, it's abhorrent. It really is. And it goes along with the uh, with the obesity and the being overweight. Now, it's true in African cultures, being overweight is cool, right? Because, you know, that means that you're doing well and you're not dying from AIDS and you're being you're, you're rich. But those brothers and sisters walk every day and they create ways to exercise. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. We're going, the, the most we walk is from our cars to our desks or to the desk of another coworker or yes. not, not even that anymore because so many of us are working from home. Right. Wow. So we have to create ways to create movement mm -hmm. because one of the main treatments for diabetes, of course, we have supplements and we have uh, plants, but we also have exercise. Mm -hmm. Exercise acts like metformin in the body. So the more you exercise, the better results you're going to find with your sugar numbers. So then another part of the book talks about meditation, which is so very important because we get so bombarded with the trauma, the darkness, the wave of evil, really, that's in America, especially, and in the world now. There's light. I'm not saying that because I am a light bearer, but I know that there's a lot of negativity that we swirl in every day, in addition to our own personal negativity. That has to stop. And one of the ways to stop it, I've found over the years, is through meditation, mm -hmm. going inside. Because out here, there's a lot going on that distracts us. But inside is where you're going to find the peace that passeth understanding, as they say. And I'm not a Bible scholar. I put that in the book, but I do know that the kingdom of heaven is within. I do know that. And it says that. And I believe that. Once you get situated, people say, well, Doc Sullivan, I don't, I can't, I can't sit for more than a minute. Fine. Then sit one minute, 10 times a day. That's fine. Just sit for one minute, 10 times a day. And that'll be 10 minutes. Yes. And that'll be 10 minutes. And people say to me, well, you know, 
My pastor said that meditation is blasphemous. No, I have to disagree with the pastor because, again, the kingdom of heaven is within. And you can find that in many different ways and many different versions of the Bible. So we have to go inside. The word is not church. The word was made flesh. That's my understanding. So going inside to find out what is your word? What is your truth? How are you going to show up today? How can you show up today? And there's so many, many, many um, qualities that come about as a result of meditation. Clarity, for example, better concentration, better self-worth, just so many things that meditation provides. And then, of course, sleep. Mm. Oh, God. (laughs) I, I had the same answer with water. How much sleep do you get? Not enough. How much water do you drink? Not enough. Now well, you're meddling. Now you're meddling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have a life of no water, no sleep, cow's milk, processed foods, and no exercise. Now you tell me what the immune system is going to do with that. Wow. Yes. What can the immune system do with that? You've got to give me something. you got to yeah. give me something. Give yeah. me some sleep some days. Just, just take... I start patients off with two nights a week. Just how about we can sleep seven hours, two nights a week. Mm-hmm. Go to bed the day before you wake up. So can you go to bed before midnight and wake up the next day, two nights a week? Can you give me that? And then they come back and say, you know, not solid. I slept so well. I'm just feeling so good. And then they want to start doing it more. Yes. Well, of course. Why wouldn't you want to do it more? It feels good. So yeah. those are some of the main things. And then there's a the last section, the last chapter is, a, is called The Truth As I Know It. And so there are different things in there that I have come to understand as my truth and the things that have made me who I am. Consistency is one. Dedication is another. Determination is another. Um, and because I wasn't always like this. This is, I mean, this took work. What you're seeing mm-hmm. here today, it took work. Again, I said, when I started this process, I was 30 pounds overweight with a face full of acne and tired all the time. And I was only 29. Now I look better than I did when I was 29. So mm-hmm. it takes some some doing, but it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, as I said. So you got to get there. But you have to be persistent. Small things done consistently make a difference. Like Serena Williams says, never give up. Never give up. My mother, and- we used to, Mary Lou Sullivan used to say, it's all going to be all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And it is. Dr. Sullivan, this has been phenomenal. And we hate to have to bring it to a close, but we do have to bring it to a close. I understand. But the statistics that you gave at the beginning of this talk, at the beginning of the second half was just incredible with the amount of uh, young people that are suffering with these diseases. Uh, and I, and then we we didn't even get into the stress of of uh, social media and how right. that plays an effect. But we would love for you to be able to come back again and and share some more of your insight. I hope you would be open to that because there's yeah. so much we have not covered and so many questions that we still would like to have answers to. Absolutely, I love hanging out with you guys. Well, thank you, Doctor. Reciprocal. Thank you, Doctor Sullivan. Okay, take good care. Have a blessed evening. You Stay too. Well. You hold on, well. hold on one second. Okay. Hold on one second. I'll edit it in, but um, ask her real quick how they can find her book and uh, order her book. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. You were sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, Joe asked the question real quick, and then you get or oh, whoever asked the question. Yeah, we'll, when is this? When when is this going to post this podcast? Uh, probably in about two weeks. 
That's fine. So in two weeks, they can go on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So Ru Russell, ask you just give them the um, the response. The yes. the title again is. Wait, wait hold hold on, Doctor Sullivan. Uh -huh. Russ. Sure, Russ. Yeah, I'm here. So you asked the question about um, the book, how she can get it, and then ask the question of how they can get in touch with her. Okay, great. Well, it's been great, Doctor. Appreciate your uh, your insight as always. Um, we certainly would like the listeners to know, uh, number one, how we can get a hold of uh, your book. So um, you can go on Amazon. And the more you go on Amazon, it's likely to be a number one bestseller. And I'd be very grateful for that. Again, it's called The Sacrifices of Superwomen, Natural Remedies to Restore Balance. It's put out by Kohler Books the end of October. But you can do pre-orders when you hear this. Um, and that would be a blessing to you and to everybody you know. Awesome. Awesome. And how how would uh, anyone, want, if they want to get in touch with you, how would they... Uh, reach out with to you. My number is 202-244-4545. Um, and it's the Center for Natural Healing at gmail.com. Um, Center for Natural Healing is one word all spelled out. And the four is spelled out, F-O-R. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys too. Be well. You too. You as well. You as well. Bye-bye. Thank you, family, for joining us for another episode of Inside the Armor, where our special guest has been Dr. Andrea Sullivan. If you have any questions for Dr. Sullivan or you'd like to hit us up, please hit us up at info.insidethearmor at gmail.com. For our West Coast audience, it's info.insidethearmor at gmail.com. Peace. 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 Ha, <laughs> ha,